Sweat and Grime is brought to you by Sensit, the equipment monitoring experts. Learn more at Sensit.io. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another night of Sweat and Grime. You've got Brian on the mic. You've got Rick on the mic. And tonight, unfortunately, Mr. Motherfucking Totten was unable to join us. We have Mr. Motherfucking Greg Johnson. What is happening, <laughs> my man? What's going on, guys? On the phone this evening, we have our guest, Adam. No, I'm sorry. Wally, Wally. Adam Chick. There we go. How are you, sir? I'm good. Good. Scared to be with you guys, but let's go. Yeah. You know what? We, we're yeah. just intimidating from our looks, but really our personalities carry us. <laughs> well, you're, you're, kind, you're construction guys. I mean, what's not to love? That's true. We're just on this. We have this crusty outer shell, but inside we're all big softies. Yeah, we're all cut I, from the same cloth, Wally. Don't worry. We all use the same how, fucking how, roll of toilet paper. How many, <laughs> how many times have you seen a construction guy on the side of the road helping somebody with a flat tire or something like that? On the You're way right. home There's today. There's a bunch of good guys. Yeah. You, yeah, you know, okay. that is a common misconception about most of the trades is that we're all a bunch of assholes. But, but really, that's just how we talk to each other on the job. But really, that was one of the things that stuck out to me when I got into the trades is almost, I bet 99% of the guys on the job are giant softies. They, they go out of their way. In fact, one of my favorite stories from when I was operating, we're, we're operating downtown Detroit, and we've got this job site with, I think there were like 12 of us and different machines and a bunch of laborers and everything. Here comes this mom with a like six-month-year-old baby, and then she's got like a five-year-old son on his bike, and we'd taken out a huge chunk of the sidewalk because we were, we were replacing everything. And we, the whole job site comes to a complete stop, one of the the biggest, burliest, scariest looking laborers goes over there, carries the kid's bike all the way across the, the open yeah. area, puts his bike back down, holds it so the kid can get back on it, sends them on their way, and then we all fire right back up. I mean, it was yeah. just, that's that's really what construction workers are. Well, not all. I mean, I've, I've had a couple when we were out in Colorado, had a couple of teardrops underneath his eyeball there, and then on oh. his fucking eyelashes... It said, fuck off and die. Really? So. Well, you know. You know, you got the exception. There's that guy. You got the exception. Life choices. Maybe the teardrops were were a result of him getting the original tattoos. He was showing his his remorse. <laughs> yeah. So, Wally, tell, tell us, us about, about yourself. yourself. Well, I, I, you know, you talk about the trades and stuff like that. My brother and dad were union guys in New York city for years. And I, and I remember being, you know, till 12, 13, 14 years old, being a helper on those jobs, whether it was the gopher or going to get some bread and butter and finding that in the Bronx, um, whatever it takes. So, you know, these are my people, right? These foul mouth, uh, soft hearted assholes. Yeah. <laughs> That's so what kind of construction? Um, my dad was a steel guy for a long time. Uh, after he got out of the Navy, in fact, uh, he helped build the uh, Verrazano Bridge. It goes uh, uh, Bronx, uh, Brooklyn to Staten Island. And, you know, you drive over that thing and it's like, you know, dad built this. And it's it's the same thing Brian talks about in his video. I mean, you, you get so he was a steel guy. But when I was working with him, they were um, teamsters and doing some uh, interior floors and stuff like that. Gotcha. 
And so uh, from helping them out, where did you kind of go from there? Did you stick with the trades at all or did you kind of go a separate path? No, you know, my brother stayed in there and dad, you know, the whole go to college and if you can. And, and I did, I was fortunate enough and graduated from Notre Dame. Couldn't afford to go there. So I had a scholarship with the Marines. Don't, uh, don't leave out the best part of that, Wally. I read your bio. <laughs> you were we the mascot. I, I was the mascot for my senior year. And if you want to know how good that was, I can tell you that I had a 3.8 in my junior year and a 2.1 grade point average in my senior year. And is, that that, was, is that because you were doing the mascot stuff so much? Is that what you're trying was, to tell us? I was doing a lot of the peripheral stuff, gotcha. which involved a lot of alcohol and stuff That's like what that. you got to do when you find yourself so, in a vicious being, cock Being the mascot, walking around, yeah. what yeah. would you just do? Just start having like dance-off parties with the crowd? and Maybe, maybe. Uh, you know, it depends on home game or an away game, you know, how, how you would deal with that, but you know, you're part of the cheerleaders, and uh, but you know, before the the game, you're out there walking through the tailgate, you know, building relationships and stuff like that. And uh, I, you know, it's one of those things you don't know how good a deal it is while you're doing it, and then when it's done, you go, I can't believe I did that. And what was the best memory that stuck out being a mascot? Now that's a pity. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Uh, wow! You know, okay. Um, just, just remember, it's a podcast. You can say whatever you want, and it's your yeah, fucking yeah. podcast. So we don't probably, care. It was probably long enough ago that there's probably no red tape on anything that happened in that statute costume. of limitations is way over. <laughs> Open the vault. Uh huh. I, I would say it was uh, we were playing Navy at the Meadowlands, and my whole family's from Long Island, so there must have been fifty people out in the parking lot tailgating uh, that you know that were family. Right or friend, friends of the family, etc. So that was a pretty good, pretty good memory. But um, if you got to go to a crappy bowl game, the Aloha Bowl is the one to go to. Yeah. So went to Hawaii for a week, and that was uh, a, an experience as well. Yeah, I would imagine once you've kind of gone to Hawaii as the school mascot, how do you top that? <laughs> well, you go back down in a Scooby-Doo outfit. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I guess I didn't realize that, yeah, you're going to go all over the place. Oh, you're going absolutely. with yeah, them. You're Everywhere they go, the, you're yeah, going. You're, yeah, you're part of the team, part and of the you cheerleader squad. You don't even really squad. have to do the work. No, you. Well, you, but you do just, you dress in a uniform that smells like a sweaty ball sack. Yeah, That's but true. did you ever get in any of those mascot beatdowns? Ooh. Where you run over there and you kick the shit out of the other dude? You know, I was going into the Marines. I didn't have anything to prove, but I could do more push-ups than any of them. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I would have put those Marine skills to use. So so yeah. you went into the Marines after college? Yeah. Yeah, they paid for me to, to go through school. And I drove uh, tanks for a couple of years. And then I went and flew Cobra helicopters for a couple of years. And I had a blast. And I learned a lot. How was flying the Cobra? I have wanted to fly a freaking attack helicopter since I was in middle school. Yeah, it, it's it's fun. Um, you know, it's flying. You know, you pu- you push forward on the stick, and the houses get bigger, and you pull back on the stick, and the houses get smaller. But you know, hovering and shooting rockets and missiles is freaking cool. I gotta tell you. Yeah, yeah. So how long were you? How long were you doing that? I flew for five years. Wow. So how long were you in the Marines for? Because just to get into a Cobra is a number of years. 
Yeah, and actually, I'll include that with flight school. But I was in for ten years, um, wow. and you know, the world changed, and it was just time to get out. Yeah. So, what made you decide to get out? What was the world change that made you kind of decide, "Hey, I don't want to do this as a full time career"? Well, you're going to know how how old I am, but it was eighty five to ninety five. The Berlin Wall comes down. We don't have an enemy. Uh, I go to Somalia twice. I'm getting shot at. I can't shoot back. Uh, you know, it was just a crazy time. Yeah. Gotcha. That sounds like a good time to get out. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would think so. I would have bailed. Shit's getting rough out here. <clears throat> so, on the fuck home. So from, so I, we're still early on in your life, I feel like. And yeah, yet, we are. Yeah, we are. You've already gone to Hawaii as a mascot and all of the extracurricular activities associated with that. You've... Yeah. You've driven tanks, helicopters. You've flown helicopters. You've been shot at. Where do we go from here, Wally? I feel like we need to wrap this thing up here pretty quick because we've kind of reached the pinnacle of the podcast. <laughs> I, I'm not. Oh, I'm no. not. I'm not sure oh, how no. you're going to top that. Like, oh, oh no. You know, I got. I went, decided to get out and have all these cushy corporate jobs looking at me, and I went to work for Arby's restaurants. Boy, you Ooh, aimed what? high. <laughs> Went from well, having, how did that work? Went from having a ton of responsibility to just give me nothing. Well, you know, my mom was so proud when her son, who's an honor grad at flight school, said, "Would you like curly fries or regular?" <laughs> well, just be honest. You just like to serve the beef. Uh, well, and, and you know, the horsey sauce is pretty compelling too. That but, is true. Uh, I was a regional manager in North Carolina, and I started with, I don't know, about 10 restaurants and finished up with about 25 or something like that. And I learned a lot about business. Yeah, I would imagine running that many restaurants, you you do learn a lot about all aspects of the business. Yeah, and you know, when you look back over my checkered life, you know, being in the Marines and heavy equipment, maintenance, labor, distributed work job, you know, workforce, all that stuff, and then with Arby's having a P&L and understanding the business of the business. So looking back, looking back, it makes sense. While I was doing it, it was pretty, pretty, pretty clueless. That's you know, interesting. Life has a way of doing that to you, though, because I think about, you know, between YouTube and the podcast and, and the other things that I've got all my hands in. If I go back through my life experiences and I've talked about it before. I was in the banking industry. I worked at Home Depot for a while. I was the operations manager for a company for a while. Yet all of those things came together and they're all yeah. playing into what I'm doing now. So it is interesting how life kind of does that. It takes you in a very, very roundabout way of getting to your destination. And then you go, oh, I'm really glad I had the journey that I did. Yeah, but yeah no doubt. You know, sitting and, you know, coming from the industry, the family being in construction, you know, when I'm hanging out with you guys or I'm in front of a bunch of foremen on a job site, it's like I'm with my brother. Yeah. Did you ever question yourself, though, Wally, when you went from that chaos and adrenaline rush to, you know, running around the country just all over the place to going to Arby's like, what the yeah. fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, was there ever that moment? I, I don't, I, you know, I, I might have had that yesterday. I'm not quite sure, but... Uh, I, you know, I think we all second guess where we are sometimes, but you know, when I look at the Marine Corps and buddies of mine, uh, I can count to about 20 guys that are dead and five wow. guys who are generals and I'm okay being right in the middle of that. Right. It's just, 
I made some decisions and it worked out okay. Yeah. So Arby's, where do you go from Arby's? I mean, you've had this. McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. You started climbing uh, I got, back up. I got it? my. Uh, that's what I got my MBA at Carolina, and I went to. That's what got me into consulting. Okay. Oh. So. And what made you decide to go down the path of consulting? Was that something you already knew about, or did you have some involvement? No, I, no, I, I didn't know. Sh- I didn't know shit. Oh, perfect. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, typical. So typical consultant. Right? Yes. <laughs> I have no but idea how to do your work, but I'm going to tell you how to do it better. Exactly, and charge you more. Exactly, Uh, yes. So walk uh, us through this. (laughs) Yeah, there's a company here in Raleigh that has been in the construction industry for years, and uh, I got in with them and had a really good uh, run. Uh, And I was getting getting ready to be, hey, you can be a partner at the firm about the same time my wife and I had our first child. And uh, she's like, this ain't ain't working. You need to do something different because – uh, you go back in the Marine Corps, but you are traveling too much, and this ain't working. Is this when you were working for Arby's or as a no, consultant? For, for, for the consultant. Yeah, okay, okay. Consultant. So about that time, a client of mine was in town. I talked about what I was going on in my life, and he said, well, let us know. And um, that was 20 years ago, and I started my own business. And, you know, here here we are still. So must be doing something right. So for the listeners, what is it that yeah. you do now? What What is your yeah. position and how did you kind of create this per- position? Yeah. So the short answer is I speak and consult on leadership in construction. So whether that's frontline guys who are running work for the first time or, you know, senior executives who are trying to run a billion dollar company, um, I help, uh, help them get better at what they do through Coaching, training, speaking, consulting, uh, all that stuff. So is it is it a one-on-one? Are you talking to them directly on the phone, or do you have, like, uh, books? Or Greg's got his checkbook out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's all of the above. I mean, I've written two books, uh, but I'll be speaking at Con Expo in uh, March, right? So I have a couple hundred people in front of me there, um, and everything in between. I could come into a company with 25 people doing some amazing stuff now online with you know foreman sitting in a pickup truck at lunch on an ipad oh wow just you know it's just this this environment we've created that bandwidth and tech and all that you can reach people in a lot of different ways and the industry's figuring that out so let's talk about why the construction industry needs to be talked to about leadership what what in yep. your mind is the problem with leadership and construction currently 75 percent of the people you bump into every single day are task focused they want to get the job done and that's wonderful the problem is if you're task focused you're generally not people focused but there's people doing the work so you got to understand leadership and morale and motivation and those kinds of things so conflict and shitty leadership is baked into the industry and my you know campaign is to help change that a little bit wally i'm just gonna back you up right there you're somehow telling me that this tried and true industry proven strategy of screaming at people and (laughs) running them into the ground is is not working we've built 
half of fucking America on that, Wally. Yeah, but we're, we're running out of replacements now. I was literally, yeah. the whole time he was talking, I seen like a foreman throwing a shovel at a guy. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, that works. Well, I know it works. <laughs> I've been that guy. When, when, when I got out of the Marine Corps, my wife said to me, now remember, when you stick your finger in somebody's face and now look, you motherfucker, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't work out here. I'm like, yeah, but it feels oh. really good. Yeah, it no, does no, feel really absolutely good. works. There's Actually, no better stress to, relief. It used to work, but going back to the previous times to your consulting days now, yeah, how has everything that you've done come full circle now in your business while you consult when you reflect back? Well, it's when you see guys who were brand new to a, whether it's project management or running work who are now general superintendents or company presidents or something like that. It's guys who broke the code a little bit and helped them. You know, I just helped them see a, a different perspective. Now let, let's be clear. Nowhere in here when I'm talking about leadership development, did I say we're going to lower the standard? Well, that certainly must mean what you mean because now I can't scream and yell at my employees. I didn't say you can't, but it might not be as effective all the time. So, so if you say I'm sorry when you're done, then you're good. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm sorry at. for yelling. <laughs> yeah. how, how often does that work with your wife? Yeah, that, yeah. we should go to therapy. Still experimenting on that one. Couples therapy. Your ex-wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly the ex wife. The ex wife. Now, what's your consulting though? Like what? Are, what are you seeing with the change? Obviously, you're giving advice and you're helping people see the problem that sometimes it's right in front of them that they can't even solve. What are you starting to see the change with today's world versus back in the day? Well, I'll hit you hard right now. Um, mental health. That um, you know, this industry is one of the worst, and it's getting on board right now. So, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but. That's a reality, and you're seeing a big change there right now. And why mental health? Well, because we're guys, because we don't share, because there's substance abuse out on jobs, there's long hours out on jobs. Um, it, I believe I've heard you guys say this is a tough industry. It is. You know, it is. We have to be honest. This is a freaking tough industry. It's hard. Yeah. It's on the grind. Yeah. And, and now we're, we're giving guys permission to say, hey, I, I need to breathe a little bit. So you're seeing that from an organizational perspective. But the other thing, the generations are different. Right? They're not soft. You mean They're this different. worthless generation that comes out on my job site and just wants to quit the second I say, fuck you? <laughs> yeah, that group right there. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are just out of curiosity, that's that's a great kind of spinoff conversation yep. there. What are your thoughts on that conversation? Because we all know the industry. The industry thinks it is this soft, weak, yep. worthless generation. What what are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, some of the people that show up on the job site are weak and don't need to be there. That's true. <laughs> but but I'll tell you here's the advice I gave my two kids who are in college and they're college athletes. Show up, shut up, and perform. And then you get to talk. That was the same thing my wife said to me last night. <laughs> Did you have you been doing a lot of consulting? <laughs> it, it, I, I would totally hire this guy. I'm sold. I'm going. I, I gotta take a break. I gotta go get my. You take credit cards. Show up. Shut up and perform. Yeah, yeah. But they don't all do that, right? So you know, let's face it. They've been in youth sports for the last 15 years, and everyone got a snack and a trophy. 
Yeah. yeah. And we got to figure out how to work around that and through that as opposed to just shitting on them when they show up. Yeah. Now, have you actually had the conversation with some of these people? You just look at them and you just tell them that they're just not cut out for what they're doing. Some of the youngsters? Yeah, absolutely. What yeah. about some of your leadership, your exactly. your customers? <laughs> yeah, that too. Um uh, and like I, here, like I said earlier, I'm not talking about lowering the standard and, you know, yelling from time to time. That's, that's okay too. Yeah. Uh, but Hey, do I respect the person sitting across from me? Yeah. Right. And every single one of us got helped along the way. Now it might've been an arm around the, the shoulder or an ass kicking behind the dumpster, but every single one of us got helped along the way. And there's too many old bastards out there who forget that. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. There's there are way too many people that that have the attitude. You need to figure it out yourself. And yeah. like you just said, they they forget that they had an old timer in their life at one point in time that reached down and gave them a couple crumbs to help them help them along the way. And, yeah, and, that, and it can be that easy, right? Because when you do that for me, you're like, oh my god, this guy gives a shit about me. He, I'm gonna lean in a little bit at that point. Yeah. As opposed to start looking at the one thing. <laughs> Yeah. Why do you why do you feel that a lot of people don't pass on to knowledge and don't offer that helping hand anymore? I think they forget. Um, and some of it goes back to this task oriented. I can just get it done myself. Get it out of the way. Get out of the way. Uh, which, yeah, is great if it's you and a backhoe. But if it's you and five guys, that doesn't work. No, that's. That's pretty understandable. It seems it just seems like everybody now anymore is it's a one track mind and they're just all out for themselves. So man, I, I, I was on a I was on a ready mix truck today for a couple of hours talking to the driver and he was having the exact same conversation. Yeah, you know, guys, I go to a job site and people don't get out of my way. Everybody's looking out for themselves yeah. and nobody's looking out for their neighbor. I'm like, well, geez, welcome to America right now. That's oh what I God. was about to say. That's that's a much bigger problem than construction i feel like that is an american problem we are we have become such a selfish nation and i don't mean collectively yeah. together it's individually we're all just super super selfish no one really cares yeah. about their neighbor true true so in your mind what as as an expert in leaders if you will what yeah. makes someone a good leader? What are some of the traits that really stand out to you? Hey, this guy knows what he's doing. This guy's really fit for this position. Well, before you even get to that, you, you know, the, the self-awareness. I, I got to know what I'm good at, what I'm not good at, who ticks me off, what ticks me off, right? I, I got to understand me a little bit so that when you ping, I don't pong. Yeah. Yeah, I do think that's an important trait is is a lot of guys don't understand that the reason they're screaming and yelling at people on the job site has nothing to do with the people on the job site it has to do with what happened at home the night before or the fact that they're dealing with their kid who's going through something or but yeah. because there's not that awareness it just erupts in this explosion of anger on the employees and then next thing you know you got an operator that just quit on you yeah, I mean, it really is a lot of that. And then, okay, so we talk a lot about that in, you know, when we're doing, doing training and stuff like that. But then outwardly, I, I would tell you it's about trust and respect. Do, do I show trust and do I show respect? And what I'll hear from guys all the time is, oh, well, 
this this generation doesn't respect me. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you give them a little and see if you get any? That's what I was about to say. That's that's the problem. Is that is such a one sided view? You yep. know, these youngsters don't respect me. Well, when you motherfucked them the second they walked onto your job site, yep. why should they respect you? You're just a crotchety old asshole. Yeah, but it's yep. a give and take though on the job site. Nobody's going to just hand it fully to you. Like they'll draw the line and see how you do for the day, but. You got to kind of prove yourself a little bit out there with a little bit of respect, be a little bit of humble and show a little integrity work ethic while you're out there. You know, and- I, yeah, I, I agree. We got to lean in, you know, on both sides. But if you look at the psychology of this and I'll try not to do, you know, get too crazy on you guys here. But, you know, if I include you, you're the new guy and I include you like, hey, let's go to lunch or, you know, don't sit by yourself. Come in here and break open your lunch pail. You feel Here's a psychological term, significant, all right? If I exclude you, how do you feel? Insignificant. Yeah. And that's what's going on out there. And if I feel insignificant, screw it. I don't matter. It doesn't matter what I do. I'm out of here. Yeah. Your morale goes down, your work ethic, your give a damn. Well, and I want to go back to what you said, Rick, because I feel like this is part of the the kind of selfish American mentality I think I think from the get-go, the problem is we operated in the assumption you have to earn my respect. Yeah. And, and I feel like that needs to be flipped on its head. It's you have my respect yeah. until you lose my respect. Right. And yeah. that's a big problem. And, and that goes both ways. That goes for the old timer who these youngsters need to show me respect. 100%. The youngster needs to show you respect. But the flip side is you also need to show the young kid respect. And that means valuing him as a person understanding that he could have done a multitude of things today but instead he showed up to your job site to try out as the new guy and that's not an easy thing to do i'll be honest with you i lose respect for half of the people that come out in the industry within 45 minutes as soon as you see the outline of their their johnson no no as soon as they they pee (laughs) exactly no as soon as they pull out (laughs) as soon as they pull out and start messing with their telephone Agreed. Instead of being Agreed. in the work zone, and I mean, we're heads up, dangerous industry. You know that if you look at like if you just Google and you look up the top fifteen deaths, you know from number one through number fifteen, construction hits like six of them. Yeah, and the people yeah. that just don't pay attention to the job site or take orders, or that are out there just watching out for other people, and they pull out that virtual world, and they're sitting there just scrolling and they're staring at it. But I lose respect instantly for somebody that's not. But the difference is you're you're operating under the assumption that you gave them the respect to begin with, and I feel like so many, especially in the leadership positions on these job sites, they don't have that respect to begin with. They don't give that initial respect. Well, why should I respect you? I, it's the same conversation I have with my kids, and in fact, being a dad has really made me laugh in the way it's changed my perspective in these adult conversations. Because yeah. it's the same thing. I, I tell my kids, like, why is your brother going to be nice to you when you started your your day? The first thing you said was being a dick to your brother. Why right. would he be nice to you? <laughs> I'm going to interject there. My daughters and I and son have all had this conversation. And what we figured out is it's generational. <clears throat> so the older generation, so you say your great grandparents, there's a totally different way to show them respect. Then you move yes. up another generation. 
it was a little bit more lenient. And then you move into like our dad's eras, you know, where they were like a little bit more lenient. And now here we are. And all of a sudden we had to make this huge jump into complete, you know, softy. And it's the just, yeah, it's not a, it's not a comfortable move for, especially me. I'm 42 years old. My foreman spent a lot of time screaming at me and that's how I learned. And if you wanted to shut your foreman up, you just kind of stayed under the radar and did what they were supposed to do. If I did to my employees now what they did to me, They'd all I'd walk be in off. court. Yeah, yeah, but I would literally but that, be in court. Yeah. But when did it come okay <clears throat> to be on your telephone when you're getting paid a working wage? No, 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 nonstop. And that, yeah. That's the one yeah. thing that I was gonna say is the new way to show respect is show up, keep your phone in your pocket, show up on time, do stuff like that. That instantly gains my respect. So yep. the minute somebody shows up, they're early. They got their boots tied. They're not in their pajamas. I'm starting to respect this guy immediately. Yeah. Yep. But where did that guy learn that? Right. In a lot of cases, they're not getting taught that in high school or home because there's no authority figure there. So sometimes you guys run and work out there on the job. You're teaching basic freaking life skills that we take for granted. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's it, you, you see it today, right? You see the little four or five year old throwing the temper tantrum. And mom or dad hands them the cell phone to shut them up while they're at the store. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's only going to get worse. It is. And that's where, again, kind of coming back to that American mentality, we're just ready to write yeah. people off. I feel like we, we've also, outside of becoming selfish, we've also... Uh, Came a pushover? Well, no, the opposite. We've we've lost the ability to give people grace. Like you get, you get one shot, you're out. Oh, and, yeah. and don't get me wrong, in a dangerous situation... Absolutely. There has to be a one shot you're out. But I also feel like there's too many situations where someone fucks up one time and it's like you lose your shit. You have no grace for the guy. And like Wally just said, how is he supposed to know that? Do you know that well, he had a role model in his life to actually teach some of those things? Yeah, or is he out of, here fumbling his way through it as best he can? But think about it, though. When you go to a job and you go to get work. It's called work. It wasn't called FaceTime. It wasn't called Facebook. It wasn't TikTok. It wasn't Instagramming. But that right? was for our generation. Right. But even still today, though, how can you multitask with one hand on a phone and you're swinging a shovel or a hammer or running a machine? Like, how, how can you do all this? And you pull the guy to the side and you have the conversation with him, right? And you set the ground rules. You set the boundary, right? And you do give him grace and you do start coaching them and trying to help them a little bit but when when is there not a time and place before you get to work you know you got break you got lunch after hours when's there a time not to go on social media now i get it it's an instant world so things are a lot faster and i don't mind somebody checking a phone or responding to a quick little minute message but when does it when does it like the glory hole of tiktok stop right they sit there and they just keep swiping for 25 minutes Ever. but yet you come yep. back around the corner and the job should have been done yep when do you when do you stop with the grace thing and draw the line and say oh, no, hey no, no, no. i'm not enough. now i don't want to i don't want to i don't want you to hear that you should you, just you were pretty fluffing them up over there uh, no boy. this isn't and this isn't about the phone situation this is about uh kind of like wally was saying when fluffing it comes to other things exactly when it comes to grabbing a big johnson <laughs> <laughs> well it sounds like you grabbed one <laughs> No, but when it comes to uh, the the just basics of job site work ethic, what is work ethic? 
if you think about a lot of these kids that, you know, one of the big, and here we go, we're going to dive into the, the psyche the of, Holy of America. It's a good thing we got Wally on the that's, phone. That's right. <laughs> Wally, you can help us out. I, he, he's going to coach yeah. us. Think, he's just sitting back on you guys are fucked Think up. about how oh, common. such a mistake. Think about how common broken homes are now. Yeah. And the fact that a lot of these kids have not grown up with a male role model. And, and it, I, you know, I take that back because it doesn't even need to be a, a, a male role model. A lot of these kids have not grown up with a role model that has shown them what it means to go out and work hard for a living, what real work ethic. That's what I'm arguing for, not the phone. The oh. phone is the phone needs to stay in your pocket. And if I have to tell you more than one time, you need to go home and you need to reevaluate well, whether yeah. or not you need to be here tomorrow. I mean, you're right. You get you get looking at a lot of the people and the kids and their upbringing we all grew up a little bit differently. You don't see, I mean, you look around here and you see lawnmowers everywhere, Yep. but they're hired companies. It's not yep. a kid out doing the chores to earn a couple yep. bucks and sweating a little bit. So to establish that, and then they get out into, well, I didn't go to college and I'm going to have to be that guy in construction. They don't have a fucking clue what they're in for. Exactly. And that's where, no. that's where the grace component comes in. Go ahead, Wally. I'm sorry. Well, and while I was saying, you know, we talk about everybody gets a trophy. Nobody fails anymore, yeah. right? Uh, you know, it, 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 you know they, they had the the honor roll, the B honor roll, the C honor roll. <laughs> to me, the next thing was failing, not we're going to promote you out of school, right? So the standards, there are no freaking standards until you get out into the real world. And then they show up on your job, and there's standards. Like, we got to get X done by Y. And they're like, well, what, what difference does it make? Well, it's called it's called. We go out of business, but brother. Yeah. And some people have no freaking idea what that means, and some do. Now, this is the opportunity, right? Because we're talking about a generation, a hundred million kids. I'm talking about that one kid that walks through the door who has half a head on his shoulder, and we can, we can, we can win them. Yeah. Uh, and, and as opposed to run them off. We know and, a guy. Yeah, yeah, and you know we can talk about what's wrong with America. Look, it's low trust all that stuff. I can't fix America, but I can fix what happens on your job site tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the opportunity is creating that place where people want to come work yeah. and feel good about it. And what would that place be, Wally, that we're talking about? Anything well, outdoors contracting. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah. so I'm the half, half guy that walks in the door with half the brain, half no brain. And I walk in the door. What does you know? This you place realize like? you just described what it's like being in business with you, Rick. <laughs> right now, have you noticed? So I own the business, and you <laughs> that's are true. That's I've, true. <laughs> and you call me for help. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But what what's that place look like, Wally? Like, what's this guy walking into, and what's a good mold, a good fit for someone like that? Well, it's a place where there's trust, pride, and camaraderie. Trust in my supervisor, pride in my organization and camaraderie with those whom I work with. Yeah. And how do you establish, how do you really establish that as a leader? How do you make that effectively known by all of your people? First of all, you got a crappy word, but you got to set that vision for yourself. This is what I want my reality to look like. Yeah. Cause here's a, a 50 to 70% of the culture of a work group comes from the boss. So if you look at your crew and you don't like what you see, Time to look in the mirror. Self-reflect, yeah. Absolutely. And why is it why is it so important though? I mean, I feel like it's obviously we're talking about it, but why is it so overlooked anymore that 
you know, it people don't quit jobs because they hate the job, but they hated the boss. Yeah. And that's like the one of the biggest reasons why people constantly quit, right? So why is that so overlooked at? How can we don't self-reflect with that anymore? Well, there's more of that happening, right? I mean, guys like me have a job, uh, and we're seeing how critical the labor shortage is, and it's going to continue to be, because uh, I think we've gotten away with it for so long. Yeah. Yeah, up until now, this industry has effectively run where you churn through people and I don't give a fuck if you don't like it. There's three guys lined up right behind you. And, and I think the industry is just now starting to catch on. In fact, there's still a good portion of the industry that hasn't caught on to those three guys ain't standing there anymore. What do you think about it, Greg? Me? I, I'm my biggest question. Yeah, I got a lot of, I, I do. And, and, um, you know, for me, it's, I was, my next question to you was, you know, what do you have to say to the guy who's running these younger guys? How, you know, like a guy like me, I'm 42 years old. Like I said, I grew up with guys screaming at me and this new generation of people are coming to me and say, you know, Hey, Hey, Mr. Greg, I want a job. They're all soft spoken. I don't really know how to deal with these guys. Ah. (laughs) It's like, well, first let's start by pulling up your pants. Let's tie your shoes. Let's get you cleaned up because If my guys see you, they're going to tear you up. So let's get you kind of prepped for what's about to happen to you. <laughs> and I feel like we're playing powder puff construction. That, that, that's that's kind of where I'm going. So they're meeting me first, and I'm like, this is not going to go well for you. So let's uh, let's get you cleaned up. Let's get you out of your jammies and get you in some pants. <laughs> and we'll get you on a job site. And uh, then they're just kind of looking around like, what kind of advice would you give a foreman? You know, right well, off the rip of, with how to deal with this. All, where new. are you finding this guy to come up and say, Hey, Mr. Greg, can I come to work for you? Who is this fucking guy? <laughs> well, it's usually the guy that got fired from McDonald's or whatever. You know, we're kind of yeah. getting you the know, scraps. it was a guy that was working down at Arby's, Wally. <laughs> <laughs> he said he met you and didn't like you, so he came down to see me. You're going to have IRB employees beating down your door. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, you know, it's I okay. Know, I'll take anybody, invite, really. Maybe you don't invite that guy on the job site. I don't know. But, but that's, that's, the, foreman, that's the stereotype like, well, that's coming to the trades right now. Is It's like, I don't, at least I see a lot of it. I don't know about well, you, Rick. Well, they or, go, I heard you, I heard you can make money here. Yep. And they yep. show up and they just, they don't even know what they're in for. Not a clue. No, you show them a shovel and they're like, what is that? It's like, that thing's going to break your back for a couple days. So what is your advice to a guy like me? Where would you start with a guy like me? I'd tell you that the rules of the game have changed. You grew up in a baseball world and it's MMA now. Yeah. Right. And you're getting kicked in the nuts on a regular base. Right. So you need to learn how to play MMA. Which means the, the, the way you used to run work. Uh, it doesn't work anymore. Now, I'm going to go back to it. I never said lower the standard, but the way I, you said, I used to get away with stuff that I'd go to jail for now. Yep. Right. All right. Well, well, what's the right approach as opposed to you dumbass, right? It's like, hey, Bubba, can we chat for a minute and talk about how that worked? It goes back to that respect thing. And it, I can't speak for the entire generation, but I can speak for a bunch of them because my kids are athletes. And I listen to these kids. They're college athletes. They hard workers. But if you diss them, you're dead to them. I, you know, I think that's a, that's a result of the online generation. I really do because it does seem like that. It's the second you say something that really ticks me off, I'm just 
out. There's no keyboard warrior. But see, there, back there's in the no day, dialogue. It used to be dialogue. I could tell you to fuck off. You tell me to fuck off. We both walk away, and five minutes later, we're fine. Meet me on the yeah. playground yeah. at but, three. Yeah, this but new generation, the day, they're just out. Yeah, but back in the day, though, you threw it down, and you probably went and drank beer later that afternoon and came friends. Yeah. You helped them yeah. off the ground after you beat their ass. Yeah. And you, you yeah. worked out your difference. Today, it's just, you know, it's no call, no show. I mean, look at the people that we've had show up on the job sites, and they get out there, and they work, and then the next, like, week, they're just gone how many truck drivers have said they were going to show up for you and never even showed up yeah but never even made it to the first day yeah but you know what the sad thing of that is they were all over 40 years old oh <laughs> stop hiring alcoholics <laughs> i guess I, no dude i i had guys that i was just like i tell brian every day i'm like oh this guy's gonna work out man he's 51 years old he's hungry sounds like a good guy and he he's gonna be there tomorrow at six o'clock so i sit out on the porch around like 5.15, 5.30, drinking coffee, just like, ah, it's about fucking time. And I think like 6.30, 7 o'clock comes minute. around, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should call this motherfucker. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to see where he's at, and he just don't answer, you know? Uh, so, but that that is the funny thing about it, though, when you do talk about the age gap. So, And we've we've both, all of us, been in this transition now where we've worked with the old-timers, and those guys were just like hardcore and they just fucking showed up and they were grunts. And then you'll get down to this newer generation. And I don't blame them if it's not for them, but they just won't fucking show up the next week. No call, no show. Don't care about the paycheck. Like they just don't come back. And I think well, that's, talk, Oh, go ahead. Wally. You're talking, about lack, you're talking about lack of respect. I mean, have the balls to call and say, I'm not going to come back. But, but that's where I feel like there is this generational component to where, um, that's that's just part of their culture and i'm not now yeah. i don't want anyone to hear this as this is an excuse because it's not that's a dick move it screws over whoever you do it to but i do feel like that's this kind of generational cultural thing because it is so common with the younger generation and it's about everything it doesn't even have to be a job one of the common complaints i've seen online like on reddit not you browse reddit one of the common complaints i get of of 30 year old and younger is the host a party everyone says they're showing up and then no yeah. one shows up no one calls it's so it's not like they're just doing it to employers they do it to each other it's just this ingrained cultural thing where it's almost like the the fact that we they grew up with text messaging means that you don't have to ever officially end something you just let it go yeah, you, you just stop. You just ghost them and move on. Exactly. You just you just don't respond. Self accountability. We had a conversation about this at work the other day. There's no self accountability. If you don't, no. if you don't perform or you don't do anything, they don't even feel bad about it anymore. No. Like if I didn't show up, and you're you're my age, if you didn't show up, there was a good chance your boss might drive to your house, yeah, drag you out of your bed, buy your hair, and then fire you, and probably punch you on the way out. And your mom and dad would be right beside They'd him open the door. On. They'd Absolutely. be like, come on yeah. in, come on Absolutely. in, grab him by the hair. Or you, you know, or you're replaced by Monday. And yeah. that's you were replaced by that day. Like that's and he grabbed yeah. somebody, threw him in a truck, and you didn't have a job anymore. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. That's the kind of stuff that'll land you in jail today. You can't do that. But yeah. the fear and the fact that I worked with those guys that I no called, no showed. He would have went and told everybody on that crew, you know what? Greg was lazy. He didn't get out of bed today. He drank yeah. too much. He did whatever. Yeah. And I would have had to deal with that guilt. I also would have had to deal with the guilt of disappointing my boss. You know what the solution is? Self-accountability. Stop feeling guilty. 
Yeah, that's what they did. That's what the generation yeah, that's did. What they did. That's There's no self accountability anymore. <laughs> yeah, but I, the construction trades takes a special individual. There's no ifs or buts about it. You, you got to be a little raw. You got to be a little tough, and you got to be eager in this industry and in any line of the work that you do. But when does this stop, or how do you fix this problem? Right? We could talk about leadership. We could talk about the generational gap, and we could talk about this is the way it was. This right. is the way it is. When does this draw the line? Because obviously we're already in this snowball of an issue. Well, I think the dude on the phones, so the guy's supposed to tell us what to do. Right, so but that's what I'm saying. This thing. All right, while, you, while you're on, <laughs> you're and you can start billing now. Because <laughs> yeah. we all seem to be a little stumped in different ways. He's just waiting. Yeah. He's like, uh, he, he well, turned it on what. like a taxi once we called him. <laughs> that's right. Ding, ding. <laughs> I wish there was a silver bullet. Um you know, you're winning kids over one at a time. Uh, they're coming from non-traditional, you know, uh, sources of labor, right? Uh, and which means I got to change my game a little bit. Uh, yeah. We're talking shit like flex time, uh, you know, or, or, and some of that stuff, which had never been part of the part of the conversation, but is becoming part of the conversation. No, hold on. Yeah, I was gonna say it's interesting. Wally, you didn't see it, but on this side, both Rick and Greg <laughs> immediately started shaking their heads because I've had a guy ask me for flex time, and I was like, no, like not even yeah. a thing. Like I should just sit there and rip at him with my muscles bulging, just so <sighs> just for the sake of conversation. Why? Why? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, in, in a lot of blue collar or white or. Uh, White collar, white collar. Yours is a brown collar, brother. You're a plumber. <laughs> the white collar stuff's trickling down, and you can do a white collar job. You can do flex time at that. Why I mean, do you have brown on your collar on the backside of but, the head? <laughs> oh, that's just poo. I mean, it's oh. just kind of random. But why? But whatever. Why couldn't you potentially do some flex time? You absolutely cannot do that. You are a crew of people, and I guess depending on what what trade you're in, but you know, it's it goes back to we're a pack, sorta pack leaves together it comes back together and it's that team building and that you can't have junior coming in at 10 because he decided to do whatever that night and the only time you get flex he, time wait, wait, what, you touched on this is working overnight one of his wife is working overnight and she's gonna get home till 8 a.m and he's the only one that can give child care and he can't get there till 8 30 you're well, an hold, asshole greg hold Fuck on. You. no 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 i'm not i'm not <laughs> Because you oh, know no, how you, this works. You got all the machines. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go dirt on this. Yeah. You got all the machines backed up. The fuel guy doesn't show up because he's on flex time. So now you got ten guys sitting there and fuel burning monsters that don't have fuel in their truck because that guy didn't show up. So I'm gonna go with so, you oh, on this. Wait, wait, why don't you let him come in at four a.m. and fill the truck so he can go back home and uh, let the kid go to uh, exactly flex time. Flex time doesn't mean fucking anarchy. <laughs> you, be, you, you still get your shit there. taken care of. Well, it's but, go go back to just like the truck driving. The job starts at seven a.m. and they work till five o'clock p.m. and you have that truck has to be there regardless. So he can't show up at four a.m. when there's no fucking machines there, and he can't stay later when this whole ball ball wax stops. So how's flex time going to work into the construction industry when these ain't banker hours? These are on site. I have. You know, 15 people here, and I need 15 of these people to do this song and dance to get the job done. And if I Maybe got one. You need 13, and you can have two stay later and do cleanup and layout for the if, next day. Yeah, but see, if I need 13, 
where's the other two come into play? If I need fifth, no, if I need fifteen you, for the whole you thing, need, you need fifteen. But what if two of them came in an hour later and left an hour later for whatever reason? Right, and I understand that. So if I if I'm on your job, for example, and I say, Wally, we're gonna, by God, we're gonna replace your sewer today, but my guys are gonna show up at three a.m. while you guys are in there doing your thing and. Well, the whole flipping neighborhood is going to have to hear us start because I got a couple guys that got to leave. But I think, but I think that's a common misconception: is that you're under the assumption if you do flex time, that the whole crew is not going to show up until whatever time. But what if you had your two primary guys? So let's let's go back to your sewer repair. We're going to do a sewer repair in a yard. You got your two regular guys that show up there first thing in the morning. They start exposing utilities. They start exposing next to the house. And then your flex guy comes in around 10 a.m. You guys do the full sewer repair. And then the two guys that showed up at 8 a.m., they take off. And your guy that showed up at 10 a.m. stays till 7 p.m. And he's doing all of your yard restoration. He's doing the cleanup on the sidewalk and everything. And he leaves that. He either leaves the machine next so, to the sidewalk to be picked up or he actually trailers it and takes it back to the yard. Right. And so the guys that left early, what do you do with them? What do you mean? All the guys, they, they go home. What if they yeah. drove? What if they drove the dump truck there? Right. What? What about you know if what it's I mean? your main but operator? You're not, a, you're not capable of. So you got a guy that's showing you up late anyway, right? At ten a.m. So I'm just saying, I'm playing devil's yeah, advocate hey, here, hey, but hey, you can't flex time. Yep, you can't flex time skill set when I when I have two high caliper guys on the job. Well, sure, there's certain people you can't flex. Certain people, right? And then when you need certain labors, you can't. There comes down to accountability and trust, right? I need X amount of people to but, get the job done. But that's the misconception is that if you do flex time, everyone's going to do flex time and you have to accommodate for everyone. And I, no, no and, 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 and I've ran into this. So I've ran into this 100%. I had an old guy and when I hired him, he said, I don't work Wednesdays. I don't. I golf on Wednesdays. And I was like, well, that's weird, but I'll take you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And then all throughout the company, it started one guy would come up to me and go, I don't want to work Tuesdays anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, well, shit, now I no, this isn't going to work. Then I got a guy that says, well, I absolutely can't work Saturdays. It's not even a thing. Well, Craig doesn't work. you know, And it goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. That's and what like, you just say. Is your name nope. Craig? Here it is. Everybody <laughs> starts at 7 and we don't go home until the job's done. Yep. Period. End it's, of discussion. It's hard, it ske- sorts it's hard everything to schedule out. everything like that, though. And then when you sit there and you go, well, I need flex time. Well, there comes a point of time when I need flex time becomes daily. Flex time is rain days. Right. Well, here comes the time of flex time is replaceable. Mm -hmm. I have to replace the guy. You know, Rick is so opposed to this, but I've been working for him on flex time for like two years now. He's unaware (laughs) of it. (laughs) (laughs) We we did touch on that. You know, I mean, beggars can't be choosers. So, yeah, but there's not it's it's like Wally was saying, there's not a catch all answer for this. But at the same time, I also think you can't just blanket go. No way. That'll never work. There are situations like like Wally was saying, where where it could work for a couple guys if you if you plan and strategize, but like you said as well, Rick, like you can't take a key player and make him a flex guy. No, you got to have your I key hear Wally. I want to see what he's. You know, we we've all discussed, and it sounded like you were trying to reach back out to us and say, "Hey, shut up, dummies." So, <laughs> we were too busy chatting, <laughs> arguing amongst yeah. each other. Ryan, go yeah, flex. I, 
I, I did. I tried to break in there, but yeah. uh, no, go I, ahead. I, I, I'm going to tell you it's happening. People are figuring this shit out. Um, and again, it's not about anarchy. And, and you know, the guy who doesn't work Wednesdays, that might be a little extreme because he was playing golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, this is, Hey, my wife works the night shift childcare issues. Can I, you know, my point is, might there be something to entertain here rather than you going, yeah, fuck it. Now we're going to work. I, me personally, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a big proponent for teams and, and you being a military guy and being in the service, you're a team player. If I go there, you go there. If I come back, you come back. That's just kind of the way it goes. You, you are a team. You're a unit. And what is, yeah, if you so don't, when I, when if I you don't have your night, gas guy or your oiler guy or the lube guy or the guy cutting the pipe, if that guy's not there, then we're going to figure out how to do the job without him. And he doesn't need to come back. Yeah. This is controlled chaos. Yes. And, and everybody in a crew generally has a job. I don't care if it's a dirt crew, a plumbing crew, a carpentry crew. You got your sheet metal guys. That you know, all of them have different parts and facets to that job. And you rely on Johnny or Steve to get that part done while you're doing X, Y, and Z. And you're a well-oiled machine when you're on the site. All of a sudden, when your your lube guy didn't show up and your machine's starting to lock up because it's drier than a popcorn fart, like. Oh, well, where was Johnny the Lube guy today? Oh, he's on well, flex time. Well, and talk no, about this. No, no, no. Nobody ever said the tasks don't get done. Well, I, I'm not even seeing that, but there's, you know, I, I don't know. How, yeah. how do I take a labor, though? And so I look at it as, let's just say I got a guy that needs flex time because of, let's put Wally's situation in. The wife works nights as child yep. care, and this guy's got flex time every day. Mm-hmm. Well, out of that, what's he available? Four, five hours a day. So now I need another flex guy to basically counterbalance his flex guy. Him. So the yeah. way I look at it is, is how do I walk up to these general contractors that we're working for going, well, I know we didn't meet the deadline because my guys were on flex times because, well, he had to leave at this point. This guy had to leave here. Can you just bend, you know, flex the schedule till next week? How do how do you get away from those hard deadlines? And I guess that's the whole, I get where you're coming at with the flex time and people are getting that way once in a while, but how do you, how do you mold everything else then to be able to do this flex time? I, I'm a, I didn't say the guy was working half time. I said he was coming in late and leaving late. Well, now, now from, from a, a safety perspective. So yeah. Johnny came in at 10. Now he's got to stay till whatever time he might be on a job site by himself. I mean, there's a lot of things that go with it. Well, but go ahead. Finish your, but what I was, what I was going to say is I, I've also had another guy and I was very sympathetic with him. They had a child and I was like, Hey man, you do you for a while and then we'll kind of get back into the thing. And he was one of my service guys and I gave him, you know, two, three months you know, we you all know when you leave. Well, no, 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 no. I just said, hey, if you got to run home for your wife, you know what I mean? Yeah. I understand. I've had three kids. I get it. Like, if you got to bail early, just call me. Somebody will cover your shift. And, you know, throughout the crew of guys, we just kind of picked up his slack. But after that time was over, we kind of set a line and said, okay, well, now you got a daycare set up and everything's kind of moving along. You can't just bail out at two o'clock anymore. And, and that's where ultimately I was going to go is, is I think you guys are approaching this from, from the standpoint of 
every person's going to be flex time and flex time means you're not working full time and you've got these ridiculously weird hours. And I will say, Oh, oh go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's one of these things where we can all openly acknowledge flex time will never work for every position and it will never work 100% of the time. But here's where both of you guys are actually fucking hypocrites is because I know both of you guys actively use flex time with your employees. <laughs> you just don't think about it as no, flex no, time. We, we, we use flex time. We use flex. I use flex time with you. It's perfect. You use but it with me, full-time. with Cody. You no, no. With Fuck a, yes, I'm you not, do. I'm talking about full-time employees flex time. Yeah. How are you going to have a full-time employee flex time? Now, people that are hungry that want to work after hours or during the days because they have the time. I don't consider it flex time. I'm talking about full-time employees. How do you take a 40-hour week guy, 50-hour week guy, and you fix this flex time into this schedule? It's, again... I'm just telling you there's guys figuring it out. Yeah, and, and again, it's not going to work in every scenario. It's not even going to work Since every we, week the yeah. same for every employee, I think. But that's why you call it flex it's it's, it's not going it's, to be this hard and fast thing it sounds Since we like got it worked the, for your service guy for a couple months it did but what i was going to finish that story with is it didn't end in i a fired months. him <laughs> no, he doesn't work for us anymore but what uh it, it kept continuing and it kept coming up and what ended up happening is is the guys were looking at me going hey yeah um this guy bailed and left us with a shitload of work to do and that, and I will say that is another thing too. That that, and Since I hate he to didn't, say he it. didn't pull his weight because he wanted to leave early. It dumped on the remaining people. Human nature to work is you want to take advantage of a situation that you're given, and yep. that's the problem with those those sort of situations is people want to take advantage. Oh, I can bail when it's needed. Mm-hmm. Well, well, suddenly, and you look at when you put two guys out, how productive you are versus just one guy. You know, when you got two guys out there doing the song and dance on the job, it's, you know, fast paced. It goes right along. You get one guy out there and it's constantly like, fuck, I'm tired. Man, I wish I had another helper. I need a hand. Just that extra hand right there would get me through 15 minutes of bullshit. So it is interesting to me just because I think the two of you are a perfect representation of the traits in every aspect. And, and the second we brought up this topic, both of you immediately sat My back, blew crossed up. your arms, and started shaking your head. It's, yeah, they, went, they went nuclear. Absolutely, they went there, and and I think I I think it's great that we're having this discussion, and I think it's fantastic that you had the reaction that you did because you guys totally represent the industry. That is immediately the knee jerk response of everyone is there's no fucking way, but then you start diving into it, and you're like, well, but we've been doing this successfully for two years between the two of us now. Our situation is a little different, Rick. And I'm talking to Rick for everyone who's not in the room with us. Uh, We have a unique situation. But at the same time, we've been able to make that work to where it's been successful for us. And, And Greg, you've had some instances where you've limited instances where you've been able to help an employee here and there. Now, I'm not going to say yours worked out for where it was going to be flex time, full time. But but again, if the knee jerk is absolutely 100% never. That's kind of where the industry's at and that's why things aren't progressing. But if we can have the conversation and so, it makes you think about it, 
how could you potentially make that work? At least there, we may have made some progress towards moving towards the middle. Because I will say the other half of this conversation that's not being represented is the kids that are coming in. And I will say 100% on their side of the conversation, there has to be a ton of give on their side too. Because I'm sorry, what you're saying is 100% true. This is the trades. We don't have the ability to custom cater everyone's schedule to whatever your needs are because you like to stay up and play your computer games at night and you don't want to get up until 10 a.m. I'm sorry, this is the trades. But there's a middle ground and the problem is as of right now, neither side is willing to budge whatsoever. No, right, I'm, say, I, I'm not let's, saying let's I w- get off of let's get off of flex time. How about long hours? <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 I yeah, I'm tapping out. I guess. I mean, I just my, it just ain't gonna what, work. For well, us. well, yeah. What I was gonna say is, my wife she does flex time, and when she shows up, she has a window that she has to be there between. She can start at four in the morning. Yep. She can start at nine in the morning as yep. long as she puts in her eight hours she's kind of an independent thing she doesn't really rely on a lot of other people and outside her information everything she needs is right in front of her yeah now, so that works for her but now i think a lot of trades there is some room for it maybe truck drivers delivery stuff like that i'm not i'm not outing it completely well, even tertiary jobs you think about our our excavating industry you got drone operators you mm-hmm. got guys that are doing gps files those are all flex time positions yeah i'm i'm not saying it's totally outed and, and it's just going to be you know it's just certain jobs yes. i think would be able to do it yeah um there's going to be some requirements so you know like you're signing up for it but what you're I, part of it. What I think could yeah. happen, and maybe I'm wrong, you're the expert, is once you set that precedence that there could be flex time, now you've opened up a whole can of worms because now everybody on that crew is looking at you going, where's my flex time? Right. You just go, hey, you walk up to the homeowner. Well, the meter's still running. My <laughs> other guy will be here in about three hours. <laughs> like, right. Now, the, so, the touch on the whole, when Wally was just talking about the long hours, though. Yeah. Versus, you know, we're trying to talk about flex time. I could get behind the whole long hours, not long hours. Obviously, there's demand for certain applications that have to get completed by a deadline. And it's going to flip and rain Friday. So we're going to put in the hours today and tomorrow. But, you know. Yeah, but then you didn't get the hours on Friday. Right. You, 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 you All you had was. Uh, let's look at the, like, the infrastructure guys, the paving guys, whatever. This time of year, they're one in 70 hours a week. Yeah. 80, right? Because yep. we got to get it when we can get it. And and there's a whole generation of engineers coming out of college and and, and looking at going, going, you guys are freaking crazy. Yeah. I don't want to work this long. They didn't say hard. They said long. Yeah. I, I agree. And, and but the problem there, because I'm a big proponent of this, I am a big proponent that the trades need to obviously, again, going back to the discussion, there's always going to be a need for working some crazy hours because there's a deadline. But right. as an industry overall, there is no reason we have to work 80 hour weeks. There's, there's not. I'm sorry. There are situations where well, that, we need that's to, where I'd like to put flex time in. Where my guy could work 40 hours a week, and then I bring the other guy in. Or he works, you yeah. know. Yeah, you can't find one guy. Now you're going to find two. Right, but that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. you know, in Michigan, for example, in the dirt world, we make all our money in eight months. Yeah, you got it. Oh, that's it. Short you, season you got to make your short money. window, and I'm sorry if you 
drew the construction stick of me being in the dirt industry you know you're running the gauntlet so you sit around doing nothing all winter long hopefully you are working out because come april 1st you're sprinting 80 hour week marathons all the way into november and you really don't get the rhythm of it till july of like man waking up these long hours to drive yeah you know and there there comes that point of how do you how do you replace like you said yeah we don't work on friday you know, because he's not getting hour hours in on Friday, but the and then again, we're working out in the elements. How do you control the weather? How do you control Mother Nature? Like, do you want a paycheck? Because if if the business doesn't make money, I can't afford to pay you. So sometimes it's you just elbows and assholes all day long, and you got to get it done. But but the only way this changes is if the industry changes. Because if you think about it. Why are we working the crazy hours? Well, ultimately, that goes back to the way that the job was bid. It yep. was the timeline that was decided by all of the people running the project. But the only reason they're deciding that is because the industry has set the standard that we're going to work 80-hour weeks, we're going to work ourselves to the bone, and we're going to get that project done in this timeline. If you reframe that, though, and you go, look, we're not going to do it in that timeline anymore. Again, this is industry overall. A business, and this is my problem, is a business cannot make this decision to no. just suddenly back down hours. You'll never be competitive. No. It is an industry-wide thing. I'll, I'll hit the flex time thing again. Not so much flex time. Greg but- is not getting off the flex time. <laughs> he is determined. If, if we had enough employees in, in the 80-hour yes. weeks, me being a business owner, 80-hour weeks be do cheaper. Not- do not look good at the, at the end of payroll. Right. You're paying 40 hours on the check of overtime. Right. If we had enough employees, we could run two crews. Yeah. Well, by the way, what's, the your produ- what's your production in hour 65 compared to hour five? Um, It's not great, but it's still getting yeah. done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, me, I, I, I pay close attention to that stuff, and your guys do get wore out, and you're yeah. not getting much out of them. I'd much rather run – you know, a first shift and a second shift, if it was light enough, if I was doing dirt work or whatever, I'd absolutely yeah. love to run two crews, but the, the guys aren't there. So now you're pushing, especially these older guys who can run harder, longer, you know, you're pushing them. And it's like, we know that's not the right thing to do, but that's all we got right now. I'm going to pump Brian up with some Viagra every morning. <laughs> I go yeah. out there and I am in a great mood. He is erected all the way. Yes. Erected. Yes. <laughs> Shovel and all. Uh-huh. You know, if I if I could actually control some of the dirt industry when we're talking about these long hours and stuff, I'd like to work four twelves. That's it. Three days yeah, off. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. but that's the problem is ultimately that won't change until it changes at the very, very top of the industry because we all know this is a race to the bottom industry. All of the trades we compete by trying to get the lowest price. Because some of them, yeah. Well, I would say the vast majority because this industry doesn't know how to sell value. They know how to sell price. Yeah, but think about... They're learning. They're learning. Plumbers are different. No, no, no. Most of the trades... Any any of the trades... I talk to a lot of trades. It's it's changing pretty hard. Drywallers, dirt work guys. I'm not going to buy the cheapest guy. I want the guy that I like. I want the guy that I know is going to actually do the job. And I think this quote-unquote labor shortage is really helping. It's revealing. Yeah, because... 
everybody who's been burned or had a bad experience goes, you know what? Maybe the cheap guy isn't where I want to be. And ultimately, that's yeah. what's driving these conversations, mm-hmm. though, is that labor shortage kind of making the industry reflect on. It's making things better. We've got slowly. a bunch of issues. And one of them is the fact that we work these freaking crazy hours. But but the the result of that is, or I should say the, the instigator of that is, the fact that these jobs are bid with all of the estimators going, oh, these guys are going to work 80 hours a week. We're going to work. We're going to jam this out in six months where it should really take closer to 10 months. But we've set the standard in the industry. We're going to work some crazy hours and just shove it through. No company in the world. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Wally will back me up on this. Wants to work a guy 80 hours a week. Do I have to? No, I mean, but the, the psychology of it, the finances of it, nobody wants to work a guy 80 hours a week. Nobody. No. Not the you're, company you're owner. profitable nobody. at 40 to 45 hours. Yep. So if we had more workers, we could change the industry, but we can't change the industry because nobody wants to do it. Yeah, well, but- government is starting to. So, and it ain't in this country, but if you go to Australia, a couple of the states have said, if you're going to bid a municipal job, you're going to bid it five days a week. Yep. For example, if out eight in, hour caps uh, or 10 hour caps or something like that. Yeah. In the UK uh, on transportation jobs, you enter hours in you know, a software program. And if you work, say, 50 hours today, you're yellow. And if you work 50 hours tomorrow, you're red. And if I work you 50 hours tomorrow and you have a mishap, guess who's getting sued? Yeah. Right. So we're we're right. I mean, we ain't going to solve this at the industry level. It's probably going to be at the owner level. But the point is, this is the kind of stuff you're hearing and seeing um, and and. Let's face it, 10 years ago, we would have called bullshit to all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just just the conversations we've had tonight, even five years ago, we wouldn't have even had. Like, this we conversation didn't. wouldn't have existed five years ago. You didn't Wait, have you, this you mean, problem. You mean Greg, Greg would have, like, not even acknowledged for a second that it was possible? What he the hell is flex time? I don't even no. think five years ago we would have called you. <laughs> there was no problem then yeah. no people yeah. were throwing shovels there was a yeah. plethora of people yeah. I mean there was a line if you didn't want if you lost your job there if was two guys waiting if you didn't hit waiting. the first guy with a shovel you were going to hit the second or third guy <laughs> but it's, it's getting it's getting this bad that you know we're talking about all this and it's funny and it's all at a joke but it's getting so bad that we are running into the ground with no help like we can't yeah. keep up with the demand we can't even teach somebody that walks in the door to give them grace, to build them up. We can't even teach them fast enough to be to the point where you could cut them loose. So now you're running around co-piloting two people running around. I mean, it's getting to the point now where you're almost going to have to start going to the prisons and looking at like who can maybe come out and go to work. It's already happening. We're going to federal pound me in the ass yeah. prison. <laughs> Jesus. I know, I know wow. a guy that only hires wow. prisoners. That's it. Right, they're the best not damn workers around. If they're not on parole, he ain't hiring them because they have to show up. They have to go to work. If they don't go yeah. to work, they'd call their parole officer and boom, back in the clink they go. So oh, shit. it is kind of interesting when you think about it. So um, up until unions, workers had terrible rights. They had terrible yeah. conditions. They had nothing. They had nobody fighting for them. Then unions came along. Conditions improved. Wages went up. Hours came down, safety standards went up, and the industry bitched and moaned and cried, and everyone said it was going to put them out of business. 
And then we kind of moved past that era and we've been in this era of just kind of floating where we're at. And now we have this labor shortage that has come along. I do kind of feel like we are now moving into this new era where conditions are going to change. Businesses are going to bitch and moan. Things are going to improve. I, I really do feel like we're in this I, transition phase. I'm not going to lie. I'd love to take an 80-hour work week and triple my fucking markets up and work three weeks on one job. I would not lie. We will give you some flex time. We will only work eight hours a day. I will pay for your lunch and your gas. But yet I'm going to be in your yard with your sewer not working for three fucking weeks. Yeah, or I can't wait. All you got to do is run a bypass, Rick. Right. You're acting like this is some no, huge but, deal. But that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I guess it's, Greg's it's just, rolling his eyes. There's just no <laughs> way. It's right now. It's like I guess being the owners of a couple of businesses <laughs> here and stuff. It's just like we're doing everything we possibly can to keep the plane from even hitting the ground crashing. You know, we're yeah. like kamikaze pilots right now, grabbing anybody that you could pull through the door to try to make a couple bucks and maybe give them a career. And yet, you know, you get this fuck off. We don't want to work or they don't respond or they're not even worth a fuck to have. And we're wrecking. Well, but here's the thing. Like there's positives that are coming out of this for you guys too, because at the end of the day, if you think about it, hopefully applications, well, (laughs) it's not necessarily going to be applications off the bat, but one of the things that is naturally, it's already happening is wages across the border on the rise. And so, you know, traditionally blue collar. I'm not sure how that helps. Well, it doesn't help you from your employees, but ultimately people are starting to become more and more comfortable with you charging more for your product, right? They're 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 okay with you charging a premium for not your product re- because really. it's starting to change. What's starting to change is bigger companies now are starting to buy your employees and your employees are walking out the door for more money. Yep. And why are they able to pay them more money, Rick? Why? Because those guys went out and bid those jobs knowing that they were going to pay their employees more money. They paid, they they bid that job at the premium. Prices are going up. And where I'm ultimately going is traditionally blue collar work has been way down here mm-hmm. and white collar, you've got a college degree, has been way up here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're in this transition period to where through the labor market and through all of the turmoil of that, we're starting to come even now. And that means the debt, the debt of college. Yes. Yes. The debt. Yeah. And that's, that's ultimately where, yeah, all of that money went is it's all sitting in debt right now until, well, Biden's going to take care of that for us, but we're not going to get into politics. No, no, please, please, no. No, Greg, Greg's going to (laughs) explode. But no, ultimately I do feel like we are, we're in this transition period to where the blue collar world is starting to ratchet up up. and it's going to level up. And ultimately, Greg, I know that it hurts, but at the same time, that is going to net more money in your pocket as a business, because now I just, as a homeowner understand it costs a metric fuck ton to get a plumber out here. It's not like the old days. <laughs> no, no, that's not where I was going. Raising wages never changes anything. All it does is reward somebody for doing a job that they already did. Like, if we raise raises, we have to raise the bar on skill level. I, I really do believe that. So right now we don't have the skill level of people that we need. I mean, but Rick and I are, But they're coming in and wanting 30, 40, yes. $50 an hour. Raising wages never fixes anything. If you can raise the bar on your skill level, your wages will follow. And 
this notion that you can just pay people more and they'll be better at it is not a real thing. No, it's not that they'll be better at it. It is, it is instead of starting that guy who doesn't know anything at $12 an hour, now you're starting him at 15. Homeboy, McDonald's down the road flipping burgers at 20. Well, and ultimately that's where we're going to go is you're going to start the guy at $20 an hour. And you say why? Because of inflation, because of the fact that there's no people in the skilled trades. And if you really want me over here, you're going to pay me. It's it's a it's a labor market. It's a free market. Right now, everyone went to college. Everyone's got college degrees. And that's why you're not getting a lot of money when you have a college degree for a position. And yet over here, if I want to be an apprentice plumber, all of a sudden I'm having to pay someone how much? Fucking $22 an hour to be an apprentice plumber? But that's the labor market at work. The no, demand yeah, is I, over I, here, which I, means that I understand the, that the whole every everything's going up. That's the you know definition of inflation is everything goes up as a whole, right? So, but paying guys more money, you know, Rick's running into it. I'm running into it. They're asking for money that's beyond their skill set for the world that we're in currently. You know, I get a guy that's like, "Oh yeah, I uh, just got out of high school. I know absolutely nothing. I'll come to work for you for twenty three, twenty four bucks an hour." And I'm like. Do you know what a broom is? And they're like, well, sort of. It's that thing you push, and it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! Start at nineteen. Do you show him a career path? Do you show him how he gets from point A to point B? Um, yeah. I mean, if I if I find a guy who actually will put forth a little bit of effort, sure, I'll show him the career yeah, path. Point A is the handle. Point B is the bristles. Well, no, no. <laughs> what I mean is, is you know, this you know, you can show him a path that you know, this isn't a dead end job. This is yeah. a career. And if right. you want to be that guy over there that showed up in his Corvette and jumped in his plumbing truck, that's a thing, you know. But if you want to stay down here on the bottom, you can do that too. It's up to you. It's all about how yeah, much you want to grow. Yeah, it's how far you want to grow. Yeah. You push yourself, and I see you pushing yourself. I'm going to push you with money. And I think that's kind of why I kind of snapped back at you. It was like throwing money doesn't really do anything. It's not no. going to make anybody any better. It's not that you're you're making better. It's it's ultimately it's kind of along the same arguments as the burger flippers. Mm-hmm. No one can make an income making no no one can make a living at $10 an hour, especially because inflation has taken off like crazy over the last 50 years, specifically within the last year or so because of all the stuff that's happened. So those those old wages don't work anymore but you forgot something very important that you're a big proponent of what's that when you're in the trades you're not getting paid a lot of money to learn it's an internship quote unquote so sure as you have a learning person he's not reaching into his pocket to pay to go to college what he's doing is taking a lower wage while he gets paid a little bit and gains gas in his car like i'm not teaching you for free you're gonna come as a business owner and as rick I'm going to take you under my wing. I'm going to teach you a trade. I'm not going to pay you the greatest, but you're going to have enough money to live, and here's your dues. You're going to come out of this debt-free. You're doing an internship. Within a couple of years, though. Yeah, you're learning something yeah. that when you're done and I can throw you out on a job on your own, you're going to make a real wage. I, and I'm totally with all of that. And, and it's in agreement. been that way for a long time. And I'm in total agreement with that. But where I go is uh, you're... I feel like so many of the guys in the trades, well, not even in the trades. This is kind of a, a America in general as we talk about raising the minimum wage and everything. I feel like a lot of Americans are like the old grandma in Christmas vacation that comes over and offers the kid a quarter to take her luggage upstairs. Like, grandma, back in the day, a quarter was great, but 
a quarter ain't worth shit now. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I go with all of the, the wages is, yes, if we if we really compare to 15, 10, 15 years ago, yeah, I'm not going to pay you that much to be a fucking intern. But when you take into account how much housing has increased and how much groceries have increased and how much gas has increased, fuck, what was gas back when we were in high school? 99 cents. Yeah, and now, when when have you seen gas under like two dollars? Uh, like two years ago, at least, right? Yeah, the Trump administration. <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it, Rick. You, you went there, you son yeah. of a. But but all well, that to I say, mean, you were asking when I seen it. And that yeah, was that's, what, that's why I said yeah. two years ago. But all that to say, I do feel like there is a, a good portion of America that's still holding that quarter out there, expecting everyone to jump at the quarter, and the quarter isn't worth what well, it used to be. Ju- not everyone's jumping at it no more. And I mean, ultimately, with inflation going up, we will be charging more. We will be paying more. But the right? idea was to jump for that quarter. You're not going in debt when you go in this business. Uh, case in point, Marissa doing yeah. an internship. She's not getting paid to do an internship, but she's also not pulling out of pocket to learn. Yeah, but you weren't selling them a bunch of hopes and dreams going, hey, if you go this route, right. you're going to make a hundred grand. And then when you get there, you find out because you didn't do your homework, you make less in the construction industry. Exactly. They got to get in. They got to pay their dues. At least that's the way I feel about it. Well, so you, you're going to pay one way or another. You're going to pay to go to college. You're gonna you're gonna pay to do anything. You're gonna you pay with your time. You, yeah, and the time's yeah. easier one. And you know you gotta grind. You gotta be the low guy. You gotta build yourself up to be that Absolutely. guy. You can't start in the middle. No, you gotta agreed. start at the bottom. Agreed. Wally, what are you? I'm, I'm sorry. We've, we've been <laughs> having this discussion. Wally, Wally's bit. still here. We're just Hello? having a fantastic discussion over here. I apologize. <laughs> no, I should listen to the podcast, man. This is awesome. No, but, but well, if anything else, Wally should be able to take all this and be like, this is what you don't do. All these yeah. guys are just a oh mess. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm going back to this conversation sort of a little earlier. And you know, there's, but there's nobody coming through the door in the first place. I was talking to, I was at a, was at a ready mix company today. They've hired 65 drivers this year. Mm. They have, they have a hundred on staff. They've hired 65. They've retained six. Wow. Oh, and, but that's, wow. A, that's a common yeah. thing though, in this industry, when you get into right. the trucking, like you get guys that come through the door and they just don't show up or that you that's can't the keep them or, you know, the, the, the worst thing yeah. that we're seeing right now is somebody will leave for a buck. Yeah. It's like, have you really run the numbers on this? Have you really? And Because you're going to work for a commercial company that does pours at 3 in the morning, midnight. New, we, we pour residential. We basically start around 6 a.m. We're done around 6 p.m. Right. Is How much is that dollar worth to you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, you got, and, and in one case, the guy came back because it wasn't worth it to them. But you're but just an example of the insanity. These are trained people, sixty to get six, uh, and I, I, oh my god, right? I, and these kids, it's we're not going to solve it. One, you solve it one human being at a time. Yeah, yeah. It's I will say with all the this has been fantastic discussion. Well, I, we're going to have to do a second. Yeah, this has been awesome discussion. I think it's all I, healthy I discussion. I, can, I don't know if I can handle it. I, I really don't. I, I, <laughs> My stress uh, level's through the roof. God damn it! <laughs> he's probably having a nuclear meltdown on the other side. Just like <laughs> he's going to lose our idiots. number. <laughs> uh, just, 
just read my second book and then read the first one. <laughs> now, Wally, if you could give any advice to some of the people that are getting into the industry, what would that be? When you say uh, people, well, do you mean like men and women people getting into the industry, yeah, getting like into this younger industry. crowd? Correct. Okay. Younger or well, older. Well, that's what I was going to say. Just people in general. Getting I was into looking for the advice for us. You know, show up, shut up and do the work. Yeah. But okay. That's a little bit of a dickhead way to say it. I would say, look, I like it. There is incredible opportunity here. Yeah. You can make an incredible living here as much as you want, really. But there's things you have to learn right? This is not creating a website from your mom's basement, right? This is hard work. It's specialized work. Uh, and it, it's, it, and we've already said there's great people here. Yeah. Um, you know, my daughter went into social media for a big bathing company in Atlanta cause she was waiting to go get her master's and, uh, they never had social media, but anyway, she goes, and I said, how is it? She goes, dad, these guys are great. They're all good people. I love being with them, right? And these are the dirty, crusty, foul-mouthed bastards like you, right? But they're good people. And where right? did you say she was at? I thought you said social media. She, well, she, she was doing social media for this company. Ah, right? okay, so she, okay. She was going out on job sites, bridge deck pours at noon, paving jobs at, at, at you know two in the morning, um, and they they never had a social. So she's meeting everybody, right? And. She goes, they're good folks. And here's the quote that you got to hear. I could see myself working for a company like this. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. And that's a one. Now I've trained 250 of their foremen. So she had a big brother on every job and she damn well better be. <laughs> Look, if but, dad did uh, his work right. That's where that old school there. ass kicker comes in. <laughs> yeah. But th that, you know, that's an that Why should people get into the trades, make a good living, something they can be proud of something they can be point to and say, I built that and work with a damn good bunch of folks. Yeah. Wally, I guess now thinking about it all, obviously with you doing all this talking, what's it actually mean to you to try to change the industry standard? It means a lot. Um, because the industry was really good to me, right. As a youngster, um, and, you know, when my brother passed away and my father passed away, you know, there's a couple hundred people from New York City at their funeral. That's right? awesome. I mean, good, good dudes, right? And um, so, okay, I, I know it can be really good. So how do we shift the perspective of, of Greg um, to be, say, how, how do I let people in? How do I get them in the door? How do I um, open do I up emotionally to my employees? <laughs> I can tell you there's no amount of counseling that's going to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was a bad example. Yeah. But, right. I mean, when the laborer foreman comes to my brother's funeral on Memorial Day weekend in his Hell's Angels jacket and his do-rag and his hair in a ponytail, and he says, oh, your brother, oh. He was a good motherfucker. I got to tell you what. <laughs> he was a good And I'm like, oh, that's and he goes, yeah, I, I remember a time I had to punch out one of the uh, mechanic guys because he was giving your brother a hard time, right? And then he goes and sits in front of my mother and he gets down on his knee and he goes, Mrs. Adam Chick, I am so sorry for your loss. Wow. Right? That, that's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, 
And that's a true story, word for word. Oh, I believe it, especially with <laughs> the area you're working in. Yeah, I believe that's yeah, a yeah. true story. So, if, if you don't mind, can I can I ask well, them? I, I, I might, but go ahead. Oh, I I, I don't know. Oh, it's our guest. Okay, all right, all right, motherfucker. No, 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 no. I'm ba- I'm bowing out on this one. I, I was no, just no. gonna say. You want me to do it? Yeah, yeah, we do. But you got to lead it off with the fact that he's been a fucking... No, there's nothing I can say to this guy. He's obviously doing what he wants to do. Leprechaun <laughs> at the fucking ball games. He's been a marine ass kicker. I'm not he's sure that the quite like ran the, fucking I tanks. Think, he's flown yeah, fucking helicopters. That's what I'm saying. Ask the motherfucking question. Come on, Greg. I'm not going to structure like the. But if you could have any job, what would you do? Yeah, that's a great question. And you know, with the billion dollar mega millions a couple weeks ago, right? D- didn't we all have that conversation? Well, I bought a ticket to I give the government seven hundred million. I was going to say the IRS <laughs> won the lottery. Exactly. Uh, I would continue to do what I do. Yeah, that seems to be the story of the. That is that is the line. story of the listener. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Wally, I'd like to thank you for being on the show tonight, and this was a blast. Uh, it, uh, it was not. I appreciate it, fellas. I know you guys got a lot of people to choose from that turn you down. So uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad I said yes. Well, I we really appreciate it. And I'm just going to apologize because we've had so much freaking internal discussion tonight. I feel like you've been a bystander more than you've been <laughs> yeah, participating. We'll get his podcast and the next one. We, I was going to say next time we'll actually get you on and we'll talk to you. <laughs> oh, I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> I feel like Wally just got on here. And took the gloves off, fucking bitch slapped us, and walked away yeah. and left us out. And then let us sit here amongst ourselves. He's like, my no, job this is, is done. Really good. I'm going to get the audio and pull this piece off of no fucking way on flex time. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Johnson's going to be featured in all his seminars going forward. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> So, you know, I got something out of it. That's good. That's good. I'm glad we could give you some really good viewpoints from the trades. So um, let's wrap this up. Wally, why don't you plug all of your stuff? I mean, talk about your books, talk about website, social media, all of it. Give it give it all to us. Yeah. All you got to really know is my website is constructionleadership.com. If you want to go to the website, if you're on LinkedIn, just find Wally Adamchick. A-D-A-M-C-H-I-K. Those are the two big places, and, and that'll take you everywhere else. But my first book was called No Yelling. You'll appreciate this, Greg. Nine Secrets to Marine Corps Leadership. You must know to win in business. There you go. I love it. Uh, and then the next one is Construction Leadership from A to Z. Awesome. Uh, 26 words to lead by. But, hey, you know, you got a lot of listeners out there. They can email me. or And I'm happy to have the conversation. Uh, and, and, I, and I mean that, right? Uh, you know, our conversation tonight about flex time wasn't, uh, you know, it was like, hey, let's, it's working somewhere. We can debate it. We should, we yeah. should debate it Absolutely. the way we debated it, right? Uh, because it's the debate, because as you were talking about 10 years, 20 years ago, safety was a joke. Now right. we're better about safety. Yeah. What's, what, what's it going to be like with mental health? What's it going to be like with, quote, flex time? All I know is it's changing and I want to be part of that conversation just like you guys are. Yeah, yeah. Great to have you on again. Though. Yeah, thanks, Wally. Wait. This has really been. I mean, you fueled some really great discussion tonight, and I appreciate it. I'm. Not, I, I think I don't know if if I'm more confused about it. <laughs> <laughs> Greg doesn't know what to do with himself. I, I know we'll be talking soon for sure. 
Craig's going to be plumbing a toilet tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, I want to thank you guys, the listeners, for following along with us. Uh, Wally, thank you again for being on. Check Appreciate us out. It. On the website, we've got Sweat and Grime. Well, soon to be SweatandGrime.com. It's still in development. As of right now, it's Diesel and I. All the podcasting platforms. All the podcasting platforms. Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, everything, anywhere, all of it. Check us out. Instagram. We'll catch you guys next week on Sweat and Grime. Peace. See ya.